You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to HHWJ. We haven't been here in about a month, and a lot has changed since we've been here. Um, Dave had a baby. Woohoo! I did. Congrats, buddy. Thank you. What's the baby's name? Baby Oliver. Baby Oliver. How's Hold he doing? Up. Shout out to Oliver. Uh, he's good. He's uh, he's growing like a weed. He's he's born. He's a big boy. He was born nine pounds ten ounces. Big. And he's already so he's not. He'll be a month old on Saturday, but he's eleven pounds twelve ounces currently. He's girthy. Yeah, he's he's a big boy. So Max and Oliver. That sounds like the name of a store. Yeah, like a clothing line or like a surfboard shop. Yeah. I'm thinking skateboarding, Don't surfing, like, yeah. you know, the Ollie thing. Max yeah, and know. Ollie, yo. Right, go down there and check it out. Yeah. I get my weed from Max and Ollie's. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> anyway, congrats. <laughs> Thanks. Um, What else has changed? My voice has changed since the last time we came. Your voice has changed. You recently took a trip. I did. Where'd you go? I went to Nashville. I almost got discovered. <laughs> Tell uh, me more. What does that mean? Well... For anyone who's ever been to Nashville, it's just a shit ton of bars with live music. So I just did my did my best to stand out to the crowd, and it worked. Um, lost my voice, um, but I didn't get discovered yet. I'll be there. I'm pretty close. You didn't lose your virginity? Uh, almost, but no. Good, good. Tommy, what's it with you, man? Um, I also lost my voice, not because of Nashville, but because of Belding, Michigan. <laughs> I was at the uh, Ionia Boys Golf Outing. Belding, Michigan. Yeah, that's right. That's, a, that's home a, of the Gus Macker. That the Gus Macker basketball tournament. Yeah, that's where it originated. That's a Michigan. That's a I Michigan thought that thing. was in London. Absolutely. No, Belding is the home. Oh, okay. Uh, wow, I haven't heard Gus sure. Macker in a long time. Great time. That you know what Gu- Gus Macker reminds. So Gus Macker was around the same time that Big Johnson T-shirts were around. You remember Big yes, Johnson T-shirts? Yes, I do. Uh, was it poker in the front? And sticker in the rear? Sticker in the rear or something like that. Oh, I, I like that. Oh, I know, We know that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. it's weird. Around the same time. Throwback, uh, throwback Thursday. Throwback there, Thursday. There it yeah. is. Who do we have with us? Who's our guest today? Well, we have Evan with us. Say hi, Ev. Hi, Ev. Good one. Good one. So Evan is our OP shining star. And he just did an eyebrow raise, which is embarrassing. But, Eyebrow raised with a drink. Right, for yeah, sure. Yeah, they're lucky they can't see this. But honestly, Evan's probably the hardest working 22-year-old that I've ever met. You're only 22? 22, Taylor wow. Swift birthday. Wow. Oh, yeah. Taylor Swift birthday. What's oh, that yeah. mean? You Your like birthday's the same as Taylor Swift? Her song, 22, ooh, ooh, that one. Oh. Can you give us a lyric or two? We don't That's know. That's all I know. It feels like one of those nights. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And she goes, good. 22, ooh, ooh. <laughs> no? Big never, Taylor Swift guy I, over I, here. Okay. And for obvious reasons, right? Oh, yeah. She's great? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Dave wanted to talk about the FIDC, FDIC. Oh, my God. Jesus. I don't even know. I don't know what the words mean, but something the big f- happened, I heard. So I didn't know it was possible to make us sound dumber than we are. <laughs> the FDIC. The, the FCLQBD. What is The it? FDIC. So, Tom, so, so I want your uh, – you don't know anything about this, do you? Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation? Yeah, but do you know what the news is? I have not heard the news. Okay, no, so, are we breaking news right now? Yeah, well, so <laughs> I'm, on, breaking news. Evan, sometimes you black out. Pay attention because this could affect you. Go ahead, Dave. All right, so I saw something interesting on the news. I'm glad you don't know anything about it because I'm just curious to see what you're like. You guys are. We're all going to share Tom's reaction right now. So, 
the FDIC board uh-huh. approved. So basically, they're not going to be doing appraisals potentially on properties under four hundred thousand dollars. So that that was that came out back in like I just looked it up like November of two thousand eighteen. There was an article on it, and what I'm hearing is that it got approved today. So how how does that how do you think that affects the real estate market? Well, I'm a little confused because I didn't know FDIC has anything to do with appraisals at all. Um, so if that is a thing that trickles down to Fannie and Freddie, that'd be pretty cool. But how's it going to be done? Just like based on algorithms? Yeah, like, it's, all, it's all thing? automation. It's all so automation. I've been noticing with the rates w- rates dropping, we've been doing a lot of refis. And uh, there's a thing called a property inspection waiver where it's like you kind of run it through Fannie and it comes back and it's like, all right, you don't need to do an appraisal on that house. That's been happening like crazy. More, I've more, I've seen more PIWs than I've ever seen in my life. Those are like the happiest moments of my life. They make I've, people happy. And so we get them on. Uh, you know, if someone's putting twenty percent down on a purchase, we see them too. So yeah, you typically see it when someone's putting at least twenty percent down, right? Yep. Like they'll they'll Sometimes. say, okay, there's enough, there's enough juice, there's enough squeeze here for for us to go ahead and right. wave the appraisal if it's in a growing market or even a stable market, probably right. I would think right. There's an algorithm that says, okay, yeah, I think that house has. 20% equity or more. So. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I've seen an uptick of them lately, too. I haven't, we haven't got one in a while, but... We had like five or six in a row, though. Isn't it funny how it freaks clients? Like, I call a client, and I'm like, great news. You don't have to do an appraisal. And they'll be like, what do you mean? I want to do an appraisal. I know. That's- I know. It's hilarious. <laughs> clients are like, well, what if it's not worth that much? Should we do an appraisal? Right. Like, well, you can spend $500, but it's probably going to appraise right at your purchase price. Right. So, here's a quick little value add for everyone. So, Jamie, we just had an offer we sent out last week, right? And the seller, so we represented the buyer. The seller was super, super concerned about the appraisal. Our client was putting a large sum of money down, way more than 20%. And, like 40%, right? right? 40 to 50% down. No, it was 50% down. They're putting literally 50% down on this transaction. And the agent comes back to us and says, Hey, if you can increase your inspection waiver, appraisal waiver, appra- I'm sorry, appraisal waiver, my bad, um, the deal's yours. Well, the buyer was a little nervous about that. Okay. They didn't want to do it. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, well, they're putting 200K down in a, in a city that's popular. Not, it's not important, but it's popular, right? And it's basically like we, like for you agents out there that are trying to explain this to your, to your clients, it's smoke and mirrors, right? Especially if you know they're putting at least 20% on the probability of you getting a PAW is much increased at 20% or more down. Oh, yeah. Would yeah you agree with well, that? you're not going to get one if it's less than 20%. Right. You know, if you're putting less than 20% down, you're not going to get one, period. Well, and at the end of the day, so, so like the appraisal waiver that they asked for was like, it was probably, it was what, two, three percent of the, the purchase price, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was like two or three percent of the purchase price. So at the end of the day, if the appraisal would have came in that low, like you're putting so much money down, it doesn't even matter at that point. It does. But, Cause you, you know, even though you're putting 50% down, you don't want to overpay for a house and it's, it's all perception, right? The buyer doesn't want to feel like they're paying more. But you just use the word, oh, pay. Pay more than what the contract price. Right, but there were seven other offers on the house. So at that at that point, like, what is overpaying? Right, like, I I me and Devo talked about this one time. It was like last year, and I was like, how do you explain that? You know, how do you explain to your client that they're getting a good deal when they have to pay at or below? Like, so a lot of times buyers out there think I had a client like this too, who I'm no longer working with. But the only value they saw in me as an agent was, hey, unless you can get me uh, an offer accepted for less than what they're asking. Then you're of no other value to me. I can do this on my own, right? So 
I decided to part ways. Like it is what it is. I, I mean, there's more business out there, right? But how, you know, how do you explain that to a client? How would you say you explain that to a client, Tom? Especially when they feel like obviously the market's a seller's market. It's hot, and you're got you got to sometimes go in at asking or above. Right. I think it just like any sales situation, you have to you have to understand what's important to the client. So so that client that you had to part ways with, their most important thing was getting a house under market price, right? That was what's important to them. And that might not align with your goals as a salesperson, especially when you're trying to get something in Royal Oak. So I don't know. It just uh, it comes back down to what are you trying to accomplish? If you want to find a, you know, if you're going to have a baby soon and you need to move in in the next three or four months, like then we're going to have to go over asking on some of this stuff, especially in these hot markets. But yeah, it's, it, explaining that, is a weird thing to do to people because they do. They look at you like it's your job to negotiate me the best price. But the best price might not be really what they want to achieve. Right. Does that make sense? Sure. And it's and it's challenging because they know that we're making commission, right? So like a lot of times I feel like in the back of their head when we're explaining these things, they're like, dude, you just want to fucking make a paycheck, right? Like we're trying to like talk them, quote unquote, talk them into doing the right thing, whether that's paying asking price or above asking price and i feel like unfortunately a lot of times in the back of the client's head they're like well you're just trying to get the deal done yeah well i'll give you all of my commission that's above asking price right exactly <laughs> i mean what's it going to be seven hundred dollars right. I mean, right ev do you ever run into that yeah one time someone actually like calculated it okay because it was multiple it. offers and i just told them you know we have to come in strong if you really want this house and i said you know i know that you and your wife instantly your jaw dropped you loved it i haven't seen that kind of reaction from you yet so I want to make sure we went out on this one so mm-hmm. you guys are happy at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I told him, you know, rates are low. That's going to affect what you pay way more than the actual initial purchase price anyways. Purchase price really means nothing compared to the term of the loan, what you're paying. Mm-hmm. So I just reminded them of that and said, yes, we will be paying over asking price, but it is worth over asking price. There's multiple people that want this house for a reason. And I know you don't want that house that's been sitting on the market for 100 days, right? They go, absolutely not. And just kind of talk them up the best you can. So what did they calculate? You said they calculated something. Yeah, he like he told me. He was like, well, I know you're going to make this much more yeah. if we go 10 grand over asking. And I said, I don't care about that. And I want to make sure wrong. you get Do the you house. Right. Uh, <laughs> sir, I'm making 30 more dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right. So... Um, I mean, that's hard. Like, think about if you know, I try to put myself in those people's shoes, though, especially like a new, a new buyer. Like, a, they've never bought a house before. Right. You go out with husband and wife. They're really excited. The house just comes to the market. It's in Royal Oak, and price tag's two thirty. You look at it. She falls in love with it. He loves it. And then you tell them we got to write at two forty five. They're like, what? What are you like? It's so foreign. Like, wait, you're telling me I got to pay more than what the sticker price says? Like that, that's going to shock people. Well, it's, it right? would shock people if you don't do what, Evan? Set the right expectations. There it is. Well, foreshadowing. So I actually had a client who the appraisal came in low because there was multiple offers on the home and uh, came in, I think, like five grand low. So they thought that being that we're now having to come up with half, we had to come up with half, you know, the list side came up with half, get it done. They thought that that meant they were violating contract and they're going, we're going to sue them. We're going to sue the crap out of them. And I'm like, 
You can't do that. If we want to back out right now and not spend an extra twenty five hundred, we can. But that's not the best option for you. You <laughs> want you the house. People? We're gonna uh, sue. Yeah. Them. Also, what are you suing <laughs> them terrible. for? I'm just wondering. Such a, such a litigious society. I just want to use the word yeah. litigious. Yeah. Like what that. does that such mean? Such a li- just litigation like oh. sues sue lawsuits. Susie, Susie, Susie say that one more time. <laughs> litigious. I like that. All right. So moving on. So as I mentioned, we're here with. OP's number one shit talker, Evan. Wow. Um, Dave, you don't know Evan that well. You probably had what three or four conversations with him. Uh, the longest conversation I had with Evan was two weeks ago, exactly to the day when you were giving him advice on contacts. Yes. Okay. Like and that? Like in your eyes? No, like on how many? Because I recommend LASIK. LASIK, <laughs> cool. Um, uh, <laughs> and Tom, I if correct me if I'm wrong. You didn't know Evan at all or anything about him until what a month ago, and then you guys not true. You guys, you guys started talking a lot though. We didn't talk. Um, <laughs> what happened though? How did you and Evan so like? Listen, you know, Mandy's out. Mandy, our controller, who pays every deal, mm-hmm. and and she does a an excellent job of making sure that every deal that's paid out, like she goes through sync and make sure all the splits are right and everything's like done. That's a lot, man. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a very, lot of work. It's a, it's a lot it's of work. Thanks, and, Mandy. We love you. And Evan was Thank probably you, the 15th of my 16 deals I had to process that day. You were tired. Right. I was tired. And then, I mean, he just surprises me like nobody's ever surprised me before. <laughs> so wait, so what is it fair to say you were just a little cranky at that point in the day? I was a little angry at that. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was on tilt. I was on tilt okay. a little bit. So what sure. happened? So, we all know what sync is, right? Yeah. yeah. That's where it's a very important tool that we have in our business. It's how we keep track of our clients. It's how we stay compliant and make notes on the transaction. And it's just a very, I would call it like the glue of how we operate as a sales organization. Uh, can you imagine us without sync? I couldn't. Me neither. It would be very difficult. What about you, Ab? Could you imagine Same. us? It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like the Bible to Christianity. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Right. So... Um, <laughs> The check comes across my desk, and I'm like, "Oh, awesome! Good job, Evan. I this is great. I can't wait to see where this lead came from." I go to sync. There's no lead. There's nothing there. <laughs> nothing. He didn't put anything in. Nothing. So the deal made it all the way through past closing to the point of getting paid. The guy never put it in sync once. All right, time I closed him too quick. Time out for one second. <laughs> there yeah, it nice, is. nice line, Evan. But what the fuck, dude? Like, how the fuck do you not like? How do you not have the lead in sync? Like, I mean, just like on a real level, like I'm just curious because like I can't keep my head straight half so, the time. So to have a deal close without sync, without a lead in sync, without notes, without like, like how did that happen? I mean, it's impressive that you could keep all of that in your head. Sure. To be honest, so it's it was a Zillow lead. So mm-hmm. thanks, Range Lending, Tom, for helping cover the cost of those Absolutely. leads. Those are great. And uh, so we have a different CRM, which is just the database that we keep notes. Mm-hmm. So I don't put them in sync until I know that they're you know worthwhile mm-hmm. and I'm like actively working them right because mm-hmm. we would have limited space on sync. And so I didn't put them in. Um, I ended up closing them the second time out with them, which was all within like a week of getting the lead and actually having a good conversation. Mm-hmm. So I just went after it, wrote the offer up. I well, I actually had a you know a negotiation specialist write the offer up. Thank and, uh, you, Ashley Edwards. No, oh. Andrea. Oh, thank you, Andrea. And so, uh, and it was a cash deal. So naturally, cash deals close quicker. Uh-huh. So the deal was just right there, right away, real quick. And I didn't really need notes to memorize anything. So in my head, I, you know, I didn't think about the legalities and all of that, which Tom obviously explained. 
<laughs> and uh, so I was just thinking of it as a resource to remember stuff, which I didn't need. And so I didn't enter it in. I thought Andrea was going to enter it in. Um, and wow. obviously, I should have just done it. Yeah. But I didn't. And then I, yeah, saw the angry email. Uh, I mean, wait, so hold on. So did you get a phone call or an email? Email. How Ooh. did it, what, what happened? Like when you read the email, what did you do? Just like, I mean, he had to change his diaper. Man. He was I mean, probably mad yeah. at me. So I was, I was, was just like, like I don't... I'm making this company money and <laughs> you're busting my balls. <laughs> I'm uh, sure. So I was just thinking, like, I don't, I mean, I don't see the important, you know, that why it's such a big deal, you know. Mm. Um, and then Devo explained it to me because I called Devo all mad and he was like, I get it. He was like, I would be worse when I was your age. Trust me, I would have flipped the table. Good old um, Devo. And I, I said, you know, I said, and he explained it, so I understand it now and it uh-huh. makes sense. It's not just for me to remember stuff, but it's for me to go back and use for. My favorite part of this story is like three days after this happened, I'm like, Ev, hey, I have a renter and it was for that condo that you had (laughs) for rent. And and so I like shipped it to him and then he called me and he had like some questions and I was like, dude, I don't know. It's not my listing. Just call Tom. And he was like, Jamie, he's really mad at me. I don't think I should call him. <laughs> no, and the, you know, it made me, I, 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 I realized I overreacted maybe a little bit. I, I could have been a little softer with the whole thing, but um, then I saw, you know, two or three deals after that come through with your name on it. And I'm like, you know what? This guy's just fucking hustling. He's just, he's hustling. He's putting deals up and he's just flying by the seat of his pants. But, you know, that's great. But, you know, it, that's the balance of sales. Like as salespeople, we're definitely messy people. We don't like yeah. to do the paperwork. We don't yeah. like to do the notes. We don't like to do the stuff that slows us down from making money. And this guy's out hustling. So, I, you know, I appreciate you. Um, but just know, like, that's part of the game. Yeah. You well, know? and it would save me, too. Like, I know Brojack had a, a whole this case just, where... This guy is just singing like a canary. He's just dropping names left and right. That's great. But well, carry on. Love it. He had, no, we're talking about David Norris right now. Well, he had a deal where we, he was able to look back through the notes and then basically protect his ass... We're talking about the Davis Norris situation. So now if something like that would have happened, you know, if something down the road happens like that, I'll be like, there we go. It's exactly why he was on my ass for it. Yeah, because we get sued for shit. Yeah. I mean, it it absolutely happens. We get sued and, you know, anybody, like you said, it's a litigious society and you can sue anybody for anything. And we do get sued for a lot because people are like, oh, it's a real estate company. They have lots of money. Fuck it. I know a lawyer. Let's sue them. So we get sued all the time, and it's stuff like that. It's notes. It's like the details that keep us out of trouble. So right. that's why I'm passionate about it. Fair I was enough. just trying to make you uncomfortable, so I think I did it a little. Your face turned a little red, so we're good. It's because the shirt. So bad. moving on, Ev. All right, so, so I hear that you've got a, a routine in the morning. Yeah, I uh, work out every morning at 5 with a former AHL hockey player. If you don't know <laughs> what AHL is, it's a step down from the NHL. Okay. So, uh, who's that? That's uh, my store leader, Kevin Devo, and uh, he he looks like he shouldn't be able to lift as much as me, and he lifts more than me. So I obviously need to go on a diet and uh, lift two a days now. So, Are you so kidding me? Question. Two days. So oh, you yeah, work. Have out, to. So you work out with Devo. Yes. We all know Devo. Devo's on the show. Yeah. Devo was on the show. Guy's yoked. He's a little animal. Yeah. So how Tasmanian double. So how so you guys work out together? How is D, how does Devo look like a Greek god and you look like Missy Elliott? I asked <laughs> I asked myself the same thing. I think you it's said uh, Missy Elliott. <laughs> I'm not gonna call you Missy Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> I can sing like her. Jamie, I can sing like her, Do can it. I? 
I can't. Drop a line. That's do for, it, do that's it for quick. a different podcast. No, one time, go. Oh. I can't. You already said it. Come on, man. You got one shot, I, man. Sh- I should have had a little bit more liquor, and then I, I remember saying, right, let's we'll go wait, back to We'll wait pumpkin. 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so you, yeah. you work out with him in the morning, every single day? Yes. So Monday through Friday, at least, sometimes Saturdays. So your alarm uh, goes off at 0500. Yeah, it goes off at 445. I already have my clothes ready. Just grab them and go. Do you live close to the office? Um, So I live... 15 minutes from the gym, which is on Woodward, and that's like five minutes from the office. So you meet him at five? At the gym, yep. Got it. So and, I'm assuming uh, you're part of the accountability group. Yes. Yeah, which is great. Well, so, if you're going to wake up that early, you better tell everybody you're doing it. Right. For sure. Don't let that just go. <laughs> so let me ask you this. What did, Okay, so like before you started Real Team, what were you doing? You were in school, uh, I was right? In school. I was in school. This is my okay. first Yeah, first. So job. when you were in school, like what time would you wake up in the morning? School. Five minutes before class started. What do you <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, for school, I would I would stay up late. Yeah, I took a lot of classes um, mm-hmm. to cram it all out, so I didn't have as much debt. Yeah, and so smart. Look at that. That's, Where'd that's you go to school? Fiscal responsibility. I went to Adrian College. Go Bulldogs. Oh, nice. okay. Mr. Toko. Yeah, yeah. Got oh, it. Yeah. And so uh, it would depend. Sometimes I would get on streaks where I'd go to the gym in the morning because mm-hmm. you just feel better working out in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I wouldn't stick to it. You know, I didn't have any accountability. Right? Were consistent mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, right. I didn't have sure. accountability. I had my own room. Could wake up whenever I wanted. Right. So I would usually just have to stay up late studying, doing homework, and wake up. Yeah, you're right. Five minutes before class. Small campus. Just out. Hustle. Let me ask you something. So you you've you had an expensive education. Yeah. Right, like I don't even what what is Adrian to go to now, like for a it's, year, yeah, room it's and board, private, and everything. Things forty eight now, forty eight. Sorry, so you got a two hundred thousand dollar education in that head. You <laughs> immediately graduate, and your first job is a commission only job in sales. Yeah, that doesn't require a degree. Yeah, nuts. I love you even oh, more. Yeah. <laughs> so why, why? So I did management with a focus in sales. And I love sales. It's it's great. Um, and I know that that's really the route you have to first step into to really make the kind of money you're looking for and then eventually work your way into a management role. Um, but I also had an internship that I was doing during school for 25 hours a week, uh, marketing. And I just knew that I couldn't do that the rest of my life, sit at a desk, work a desk job. I didn't feel any purpose. Um, you know, the money was good, but I didn't feel a purpose. I didn't feel like I was doing any good. Um, didn't feel recognized, nothing like that. So I knew that I had to do something for myself and something that I would feel f- fulfillment, you know, selfishly trying to do something to make myself feel good, right? right. While making money. So I was kind of just thinking around and then I real estate popped in my head. I knew Ryan Goody. He was, uh, friends with my, he was dating my friends, my sister's best friend. And so I met him at a wedding and he talked to me about it and I figured, hell, it's give awesome, it a man. shot. Yeah. So you don't, we're going back to your routine just for a second. So like real team standards, you have to be four out of five huddles, right? Yeah. That's, that's the standards. Or now take the bonus, you have to be there at 8 a.m., right? Yeah. So like, why the fuck are you waking up at 5 a.m. and getting to the office at 7 every single day? Because um, you don't have to. Right. Well, me and Diva work out from 5 to 6. He takes off at 6 to go eat a good breakfast. And uh, like I said, you uh, you said, who do I look like? Missy, Missy Elliott. Elliott. Yeah. yeah. I look like Missy Elliott. So it's I'd... my window. <laughs> I, I can't stand. There you go. There it is. So I stay and do a little bit extra cardio to try to keep up with them, try okay, to get as, as cut. And then um, in the office by seven, reason for being in by seven, even though I can't call until eight, is to just organize my day. I'm not a very organized person. And if I don't set aside time to do it, it'd be a mess. 
So basically, that's when I organize myself and I think about what I need to do for the day, my goals, my schedule, and then also send out properties to all my A buyers and go from there. If I didn't have that time, I'd jump in right at eight, just start dialing. I'd forget about everything. Yeah. You're already kind of a mess, so thank exactly. God for that hour. One of the right. smartest 22-year-old kids I've met. I mean, yeah, pretty yeah. advanced, right? That's, right. that's some high-level shit right well, there. He knows himself, right? It took For me a sure. long time to get to a point in life where I knew myself. Like, right. I would never have been that self-aware at 22. Right. Self-awareness is huge. So that's For awesome, sure. man. Good job. Thanks. So I was going to ask you, why, why are you so regimented? But you pretty much explained it all. So I guess my next question for you, uh, Evan, is um, what, what do you find is the most challenging part of your job? I would say the most challenging part of the job is you don't know who you're dealing with. You know, you have so many, there's so many different personality types out there, uh, so many different schools of thought, and you, you have, you come across all different types of people and all different types of theories. So, in all different types of situations. So, I guess the hardest part would be, you know, remembering that you're the professional one. Uh, when I first, my first couple of deals, I kind of just let that go to the wayside. They, and the you whole let time, the client steamroll you. Yes. And the whole time, the rest of their way out, they lose the trust. They think that they're just as big of an expert. And then again, they're looking at me like, at, like the age I look, you know, they're like, oh, this kid, you know, is young. Well, you, you gave, look like you you're gave 12. control. Right. You give so, them control and it's done. Right. So one, just have to keep control, um, be the professional and know how to manage all different types of people. You have to really get a good feel for someone. And then, you know, plan it out. You can't treat everyone the same. You have to go based off their personality type. So, like, how do you deal with the the clients that are, that are just, like, super strong-willed and they fucking know everything? The for sale and, by owners. Yeah, let's call it the for sale by owners or <laughs> yeah. whatever, or whatever yeah. it may be. How do you deal with those people that are so strong-willed and they agreed to work with you, but sure. they still are like, dude, you're 22. Like, I know more than you. Like, right. how, do, how do you deal with that? Bringing up the team really helps you know just saying you know i went after this and i did my research here's what we need to do but not only that i talked to our negotiation specialist who's done over a thousand closed deals and she said the same thing Mm -hmm. this is the best case scenario so just falling back on the team um you know i don't have a huge laundry list resume um but i do have a team that supports me so there you are can you talk to me real quick about zillow what's that experience been like and I think you're, if not the top, one of the top converters on Zillow, probably in the state. Nice. You know, you get a lot of them. Yeah. So Zillow's been huge for me. Uh, basically, you just get random calls. You don't necessarily know so what it's about. So your phone rings. Yes. Your phone just rings and you pick it up. Sometimes it goes straight to the consumer. Sometimes it goes to a service person and then they connect you. Uh, and basically, it's just like trying to set appointments. You just got to get in front of them. No matter what, you got to get in front of them. That's the only way you're going to build trust and get a really good connection. You can't do that over the phone. So just set the appointment right away, get in front of them, and then go over things. So that's the goal. Just get just get there. Yeah. Look did, at them eye to eye. Yep. When did you start with us? Um, Last June. So it's been a year and two months. Yeah. Okay. First three months, I, had, I didn't do any business. And I was starting to just – and I'm, I'm really hard on myself, really competitive. And I was starting to lose it. I, I mean, I, w- I was working until 8 at night every night and just getting pissed. And, uh, you know, it ended up... And then what, ch- and then what changed? Like, what, what revelation did you have? What did you realize? Like, what came to your mind that we were like, okay, this is going to be okay? You know, I got my first closed deal and, and just gave me more confidence. Isn't that first closing great? Yeah, exactly. It gave You're me like, more wow. confidence. You got to win. Right. 
I seemed like a professional. So I, I knew I could do it, and I knew that the time that I put in was worth it. And I knew that, you know, if I can do it once, I can do it 25 times, I can do it 100 times, I can do it 1,000 times. It's repet- You can repeat it and it's scalable, right? 100%. You start to organize your systems a little bit. You right. figure out what works, what doesn't. You organize your time. Like, Tom, we talk a lot about, like, time blocking, right? Like, time, time is everything. Time is the most valuable asset that we have. And I was thinking about earlier, like, it's really easy to say, oh, my God, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. But when you really break it down and look at all the tasks you have to complete in a day, like, you got plenty of time. You got time. It's all about how you organize it, right? And, and, and until you have a ton of stuff that you have to do on a regular basis, do you realize how precious your time really is? Because you, well, you end up not getting stuff it's done. It's that first day where you really have more to do than you have minutes in the day that you figure something out. Right. Cause a lot of us, especially your first year in real estate, you never get to that point. You, you never have more to do than time in the day. Right. It's not until your second, third, fourth year that you get to that point. Right. So it, it's, uh, once it hits you, that's when you need to have the habits already in place of the time blocking. Right. So you're on pace to do, looks like, I don't know. I'd put you around between four and five million this year. First year in real estate. Right, first full, first year. full year, yeah. yeah. First full year I missed in real the hot estate. season last year. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's quite an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I really want to do twelve million. Like that's my goal, a million a month. Okay. Uh, wow. Me and Wowsies. Dave, me and Dave were kind of breaking down. I told him that a big goal of mine. Obviously, if you're a real estate agent, you want to be a listing agent, right? Uh, so I told him my big goal is to list three houses a month, consi- you know, every month, right? Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a winter market or not, three houses a month. And uh, we were kind of going over how to do that. And it all comes down to the real estate conversations you have. And oh, we buddy. calculated yep. 20 to 25 real estate conversations a day, a day five or six days a week. That's it. It's, it's pretty simple. It's one of those things that doesn't change. Danny and I like went into this huge algorithm and tried to figure things out. And at the end of three hours worth of just going through stuff and figuring stuff out, it came out to 20 contacts. Like, well, I have to talk to 20 people a day, like right. we said six years ago. We looked so. at all our stats. We looked <laughs> right. at everything. We tore everything apart. We did like conversion, everything came out to 20 conversations a day. Yeah. Ev, what do you do when you're not working? Uh, when I'm not working, I am either hanging out with my buddies uh, or, what are you guys doing? Or my girlfriend. At Renshaw Lounge? You love Renshaw Lounge, eh? Yeah, it's kind of the Clawson spot. Right there on 14 Mile? Yeah. It's pretty, oh, yeah. pretty grimy. Yeah. Renshaw, I like it there. We they love Renshaw. Really, they got really amazing pizza there. Oh, they yeah, Good they food. do. Yeah. Good food. It's dirty. So, What's you know, your favorite time to hang out at Renshaw Lounge? Oh, happy hour. Are you kidding me? Come on now. <laughs> right? Economical. It's, you know, you have to That's be. True. What so else how, do you do? Can I ask one thing? How, how are you? So you hang out with your buddies, right? I'm sure they do other things that aren't real estate. Sure. How do you think you're doing compared to them? I actually had this talk with uh, Devo at one of our greatness coachings and how it sucks, right? Because obviously I could go and get a job, you know, where last year I would have been able to stash away a lot of money. Uh, you know, not a ton of money, but 50, 50, 55, 60K, you know, with my degree um, and just interviewing at different places. You'll make, and, you'll make uh, more than that this year, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. So, <laughs> um, so it kind of sucked just kind of because I graduated a year early, so I wanted to be a year ahead right and obviously i'm not necessarily a year ahead but when you look at the grand scheme of things you know i'm technically an independent business owner and i'm working for myself you know if i was at an organization they could cut me tomorrow 
and it's it's over, right? I work so for myself. I work for my own dream. So it, it I mean, maybe it's going to take a little bit, but it's worth it in the long run. Don't you wish sure. you would have got your real estate license when you're 22? I, <laughs> I I just think about. I, I had my real estate license at 23. Yeah, and you were sh- good for six months, right? I was I shit the bed. Yeah, I had okay. So I had my license. I did it part time, and I got one deal. It was a referral from someone I work with at the current at the at the present moment. Close a three hundred fifty thousand dollar deal, and I'd never seen, uh, like five six thousand dollars in my life at that time. Did you get it all at once and throw it on your bed, lay around it? No, ask, ask him what he did with it. I don't remember what I did. What I tell you? What I do with it? You bought something really stupid. A grand am. No, I had a grand am. <laughs> I did have a grand you am. You had a that grand was my am. first car. My car Whacked was, out the windows. My car was the shit, man. My car, listen, black grand am seventeen. I had sixteen inch chrome wheels. I upgraded in the seventeens. Stop. Headlight covers, taillight covers, chrome chrome exhaust Twelve tips, the back. and a base light. Beauty. That was a hammer. Hashtag Eastsider. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, so I was in the business. I got in, and I was in and out in six months. And my broker felt so bad for me because I was just this young kid that. I had racked up probably, I don't know, like 1500 bucks in like office dues and stuff like that. Right. And he'd never even charged just, you. Yeah. He just like, just go feel bad for you, kid. Right. Get out of go here. Go back to the depot. Were you at the, the depot? De- yeah, Were you at the, the depot? De- yeah, I was at the depot. So do you think things would have been different if you would have had like a real team environment? Oh, yeah. I tell people that all the time. Like, I, like, I, the, like the broker himself was, he's a great person and a great human being. And I still actually call him every couple of months to say hi to see how he's doing now. Um, but the systems were not there. Like, there was no training. Like, hey, hey, Bob, here, you get to share this desk with somebody else in this shared office. And here's a thick book of, I don't even remember, of scripts. There were this, the thick book of scripts here. Study those. And, uh, yeah, go have fun. And I had no idea. Like, I was like, all right, I, one, I remember the one time I forced myself to go to the office and I knew that I had the cold call and it scared me so much that I just sat there and browsed the internet. For like whatever, like what I, just random. Who would you call though? Like how how were you guys? What do you mean? Calling? Who did I call? I didn't call anybody. No, but if you were going to like to cold call, like what would you guys have to do? Did you have like a dialer? What like what was happening? No, there was no dialer. It was all hand dialing. <sighs> Go through this list, this thick list of phone numbers and names. That was it. It was like Stone Age. So yeah, not like a real team environment at all. Like I, I tell that a lot. I, I I say that a lot. Like. A lot of the agents on our team that have never been at another brokerage have no idea what it's like out there. They have no idea what they have right here. You know what I mean? It's really, it's really, uh, it's huge. Well, I mean, I, I was just thinking about it the other day and, um, uh, I think based off of I'm assuming Mojo would happen regardless, no matter where I am, counting Mojo as, you know, the leads that I would be able to get with, with or without real team. It's like five of my, 22 closed deals right so i you know essentially i'd have five closed deals yes i did work on all the leads that i did close but from you know i mean think about that i'd have five deals you know right versus your 22 right right it's all about lead generation like you're, your age you're 22 years old there's your friends aren't a lot of them probably aren't buying houses quite yet. Like no. your SOI is not popping yet. His no. SOI is going to pop in like three to oh, four three years. years. He's just going to so be you had better it. work your SOI, dude, because that's not like like nothing bothers Chandler me. Nash two yeah, exactly. exactly. Nothing drives me more crazy than when someone tells me that their friends aren't buying right now, and I'm like, your friends have parents, your friends have aunts, your friends have uncles, your friends have neighbors. Like, there's so much opportunity. It's so that there's just unlimited amounts of 
of business out there and unlimited amounts of income and it's up to you like you're up till you're 18 years old your parents tell you what to do after 18 like you got to push yourself to do it on your own like even if you don't feel like doing you got to stop and tell yourself fucking get it in gear and go do this right and so like it's on you like you can make anything you want happen as long as you just focus on it it's true yeah i definitely have to dial in on soi more uh if only so i've had one referral close and then one soi that i actually met at the gym and besides that that's all i've had that you know from that side but i'm sure you know yeah if i'm calling my buddies and saying you know i know you're not ready right um but i know that you have aunts cousins uncles so anybody that knows your name right all the people that you know that know your name what are you doing to make sure that when they see a for sale sign or they see something real estate anything that's real estate your name immediately pops in their head like that's right. that's what you need to be thinking right? right is like what is it i have to do to make sure that when some one of my friends or my friends friends thinks about real estate they think evan right that's the challenge yeah, oh, yeah. you figure that out and yeah you'll uh you're gonna have a a trade, you know what I mean? A career, right. a trade, something that you can fall back on the rest of your life. Right. For sure. Ev, what do you what are you doing in five years? Five what, years? What's your five year goal? So my five year goal, um, which has basically been a thing since day one, right? I got a management degree. I enjoy that. Uh so my, my five year goal has always been to become a store leader, you know, like like Dave, like Devo. Uh I mean that, that if you're with you know a company like this that has those kind of opportunities that has the growth mindset that we do here at Real Team, there's you know that's the route you, you really gotta go if you want to you know if you want to be in that side of things you want to be a leader. So how are you gonna do that? Uh, well, sticking to just working hard, you know, being being first in first out. I mean, that's gonna get you far. You know, if you have the work ethic, that's you're already halfway there. It's called being the obvious choice. Sure. Yeah. Just make yourself the obvious choice. Right. So just continue to, you know, work harder than everyone else. Continue to, you know, learn from the people that are there and, you know, are, are making it right. Uh, just study their playbook, become an expert. What's this, uh, what's this deal we were talking about earlier that you wouldn't let them tell me about until we got on the show? Oh, oh the one okay. that's just want, got accepted, I think, so, actually. So hold as on. We speak. So it's okay because if, I'll preface it with, Evan didn't do anything illegal. So, okay, good. <laughs> so, so Dave and I are at the bar having a drink. Evan comes up. He like pulls his stool up. He doesn't even have a drink yet, and he's like, "I wish you guys could like see his body language because he's like very uncomfortable." And he's like, "So, guys, how much trouble could I get in for leaving a buyer at a house by it themselves?" <laughs> so we just start dying laughing. I'm like, "You're just joking around," and he's like, "Well, I had to go," and I was like, "All right, I need more." <laughs> So now Evan can tell the yeah. story, but his body language was so funny because he was just so uncomfortable, and he yeah. was like, "How much trouble could I get in?" <laughs> so, so this guy, this guy's awesome. He calls himself Jimmy the Greek. He always says Jimmy calls the himself Greek. Jimmy the Greek. Always Jimmy the Greek. Is he Greek? Oh yeah. Oh, Is yeah. his name Jimmy? I can't pronounce his last name, so yes. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, and he's just he's a great guy, uh, and he's super knowledgeable. He's He's just a businessman, really. He talks to everyone. Every time I call him on the phone, he's always in a conversation with a random person introducing himself. We met at a Starbucks. I couldn't even get a word out across from him after we first met. He talked to three different people right next to us. 
So I was like, this guy's going to be a referral machine. Oh, yeah. That's Love the kind that. of person you want. Yeah. You want a motor mouth of us. Right. <laughs> right. So he, Hashtag uh, Andrew Vitalgio. Shout out to you. What up, Andy? <laughs> so we go and see some homes on Sunday. There's one that he might be interested in, but it's got a lot of issues. He decides not to go with it, which is probably a smart move. Inspection would have been terrible. So then Monday, we go back out. We look at some homes. Found one in Livonia he loves. And the seller just so happened to be there. Seller was a cool guy. And... uh he was talking to us, like showing us the house because Jimmy the Greek was like, you have to give us a tour, man. You're here. Give us a tour. So he was like, ah, okay. So he leads the way, shows us everything, tells us all the issues, tell us all the good things about it. it. Oh, yeah. It was it was nuts. And so we were in the house for I mean, 40 minutes, maybe. This, this guy loves to talk. Is this a FISBO or is it represented by another agent? It's represented by another agent. Wow. Okay. Um, actually, a past real teamer, actually. Okay. And so... 40 minutes inside the house. We go to walk outside the house. As we're walking out, the seller's not there. So I tell Jimmy, hey, Jimmy, 7 p.m., I've got an appointment. It's about a half an hour away. I really have to I have to hit the road soon. So let's take a quick look and let's go. Because I knew he was going to talk forever. So we walk around the house. 10 minutes later, he goes, hey, uh, you want to have a smoke? Because he saw that the guy smokes. And I go, ah, Jimmy, come on, man. <laughs> so I just tell him, I say, well, I'll let you guys talk. You cool with it, seller? He was like, yeah, he's awesome. So I was like, okay, I'll see you guys. I sprinted <laughs> sprinted so you, to you my left, car. You left your buyer with the seller. It, yes, I did. Sprinted okay. to my car and left. That could have gone either way. Love it. Yeah. So, uh, But they negotiated the deal themselves. So essentially, he negotiated the deal. I don't know why I'm getting paid. <laughs> he, I mean, he did, it's the beauty he of the did business, wonders. Man. He did wonders. He negotiated a really good Under deal. Under asking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With concessions, <laughs> with repairs, all up front. The guy doesn't even need an inspection. Like, it's all essentially. done. Yeah, it's all done. <laughs> they, they, I just heard that they're accepting our offer. They're just waiting for signing. He did everything, and he's like, "Good work, man. You're, you're doing great." Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, I can just tell I've never met this guy, but Jimmy's the kind of guy that's going to say, "Evan did an amazing job." For oh me. yeah, oh, for sure. a bunch of people. Oh yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah, so you never guy. know who you're going to meet, where you're going to meet him. Right. That's crazy, awesome. Right? Speaking right. of Greek, love him. I hear you're uh, you're doing a little trip here, there, bub. Oh yeah. Where are you going? So actually. I always say when people ask me, like, why are you, why are you going for 20 days? You know, like, that's kind of crazy. Like, don't you have to work? And uh, I actually tell them my company's making me. And the reason is our greatness coaching. We have the, you know, the, the big yeah. goal, your, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, your yearly goal for 2019. And mine's always been to finally achieve my goal of going over to Europe and specifically Greece and Italy. Cool. So I have to do it this year, right? Don't want to go in the winter. So I booked it, and me and my girlfriend are going. So it's actually her homeland and mine, Greece and Italy. That's awesome. So uh, finally, finally going to go and go ahead and do that and get it. Get it Wait, done. how long are you going for? Twenty days. So this when whole real leaving? estate thing's working out for you. Well, that's funny. Yeah, that's yeah. funny you mentioned that, Tommy. Jamie, go ahead. Well, what's nice too is that you know what's great about it is the business I have right now that I know needs to get to the closing table or is about to you know happen. I have people to fall back on where well, you have anywhere team. else I wouldn't. Right. Anywhere else if yeah, it was if just, you're at Keller Williams, Evan you'd DeSantis, be fucked. Evan DeSantis like, with what Remax. Do do? What would I do? What would you I do? I couldn't go on a vacation. You couldn't do it. There's no way. That's hey. great, man. Congrats. I'm Thank all, you. I'm happy for you. Thanks. That's cool. I'm also happy for you. <laughs> and how much is it how much is it gonna cost you to go to Greece? So listen here. <laughs> I got a great deal, right? So I guess I got a real good deal. I guess a lot of Greeks, my girlfriend said, use this one travel agency. And they get oh, really good man. deals on flights. So it's Delta, which is actually ends up being like Paris or France Airlines. Yeah, okay, go KLM. And uh, yeah, and we got the flight round trip to Athens and then back from Venice, Italy for eight 
fifty. That's cheap. Eight fifty eight ninety round trip. That's really cheap. And I didn't even know. I know that it takes a while on the plane. I had no idea. I'm getting dinner. I'm getting drinks. So I was like, wow, this is. I mean, where like are you a, staying over there? Airbnbs or just uh, so hotels? First five days, we're staying with her family, two different family members in Greece, and then where the, in Greece? Uh, Athens oh. outskirts, and then uh, the rest of the fifteen days, we're doing like a tour. So we're doing some time in Greece and then some time in Italy, and they pay for the they take care of the hotel arrangements and everything. So I it's the beauty of this business, man, you can take a vacation like that. Like uh, you can well, yeah, achieve like, dreams. Like he was talking about earlier, like. You know, I asked you how you're doing compared to your friends or whatever. Those guys are locked into the nine yeah. five, right? Like they have to beg somebody. They couldn't get twenty days off. They couldn't. They have straight, to. No way. They'd have to stop their job and start a new one, or like make some bullshit up to get twenty days off. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. Is that really living? I mean, it's worth it. It's worth putting the grind in for a year to not make the sixty grand. Right. To turn around and, you know, a year later be able to do whatever the hell you want and go on a 20-day vacation. Right. And, I mean, just, just about everyone you ask that's over the age of 40, 50, they say, you know, they wish they were to travel when they could. Right. You know, once you have kids, it, it's a lot harder to go ahead and do that. So, got to just get Good it done. You. Yep. Hey, Tom, if you're going to take a guess, let's take, like, the airfare out of it. We know, like, he's traveling and I guess they're paying for his stay. But, like, if you're just going to take a guess on how much money... Evan was going to spend I'm frugal. while he was there. I'm frugal. I need no none for the peanut gallery. Shush. How much would you guess that he was going to spend? Well, I mean, the dollar's pretty strong right now against the euro. Yeah. So are we talking about in euros or dollars? Just let's just call like it an American yeah, dollar. I mean, I, like if, food, if I were him, activities. if I were him, I would put five grand in an envelope. I'd want to spend. I, I'd want to budget for five grand. Okay. To have a good time. I think that's sure. about right. Five to seventy five hundred. Right. Yeah. Wait, and that's with the flight being covered. That's yeah. with a lot of the trips. That's after everything. The hotel. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. A lot of pasta. So I told Ev. I was like, Ev, you're well, going to spend. It depends on every- where you stay too, right? Sure. So like, if you're staying in like hostels and stuff, it could be real cheap. Right. You can travel cheap. Yeah. Right, but they're not staying in hostels. So I told Ev, I was like, Ev, you have seventy five hundred dollars. She's like. No, it's going to cost me a couple grand, no question. And I was like, what do you mean it's going to cost you a couple grand? And he's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're not going to eat that much. I'm like, dude, if you don't have five grand with you, he's like, well, I don't have that much money right now. <laughs> <laughs> not that I want to spend so on a trip. He does too. Well, he has the money, but he's like, he like looked at me like I shocked lately. him. And he's I was like, it. you're leaving for three weeks and you weren't planning on spending five grand. And he was like, I was thinking two max. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> We'll see. All right. we'll see. We'll so, see. So fire round, fire round. So we're gonna ask you some rapid questions. You're gonna oh, give us rapid answers, okay? It doesn't have good. to be super, right super, super. Right super the yeah, it doesn't have to be super lengthy. Just first okay. top off your head. So what's the first question? What's it like having Diva as your store leader? Uh, it's amazing. Why? I, I just want to mimic everything he does. If I can be the next Evo, I'm I'm pretty happy and content with my life. Would you go down on Evo? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'll outlift yes him. No? I'll outlift him any day. It's aggressive. Okay, I'll, I'll pick can up his squat, weight. Can you squat more than Devo? No, absolutely not. <laughs> and, and that and that's bad because I played soccer. You know, you got bigger pipes than uh, I would. Biceps. I do look bigger, no, but his I'm ar- not. no, his arms have more fat. Well, I look bigger. My <laughs> chest is a lot. Look, look, look at this. Uh, they call me the brick shit out. Missy Elliott all day. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, is it worth it? Yes, I'd pick a weight up off of his chest. Uh, <laughs> but no, go down on. I, I can't say. <laughs> that's a no. Yeah, no. that's a Even, lot. What if he shaved? <laughs> no? Also, okay. Also, very aggressive. I don't think he does either. <laughs> All right, man. Moving on. Man. All right. I that, I just threw up in my mouth thinking about that. That's repulsive. Evan, drink of choice. Go. Uh, whiskey Coke. Just plain and simple. Jack. Okay. 
mm, just give me well. If once you're drunk enough, it doesn't. You don't really taste it, right? Or, you, like or you're 22 enough. I, I do. Yeah, I just got out of college, guys. Uh, but Jack Jack Honey is really good. I do like Jack Honey. Okay. Yeah. First word. Uh, well, first word that comes to your mind when I say the name Jamie Proper. Outstanding. Wow, <laughs> right. that's good. Yeah. That was a good one. That was really nice. What are your two favorite things in the world? Wow. Uh, quick. Success quick. and happiness. Your two favorite material things in the world? Houses. <laughs> Come on, man. And cars. I like it. I like Houses it. And cars. Yeah, those and are big cars. ones. Those I mean, that's what people ones. work for. Right? So we all spend money on. Yeah. Okay. It's a good answer, Evan. Don't oh, let man. them talk you off that answer. All right. Well, if you were going to jump off a cliff, <laughs> right? You jumped off a cliff. You did. You already did it. All right. No parachute. You're just dropping. What are the last thoughts going through your head? Am I going to heaven or hell? What do you think now? I think I'm going to heaven. You do? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Okay. He answered with an upswing. <laughs> I think heaven? I mean, you know, uh, that's what, uh, I mean, that's what my head's telling me. I mean, good. Oh, that's good. Maybe yeah. I should say an extra prayer tonight. Well, heart. hey, buddy, I think you're doing a great job. Thanks for all the hard work that you do for yourself and our company. You make us look really good. Thank you. Thanks Appreciate for the grind. Thank job, you man. for, you know, helping me get a start in a business that I, I, just like Dave said, I don't think it would really be achievable anywhere else. Uh, I definitely know that you, if you're starting your business, you got to be with someone at least like Real Team. And I don't think there's many people like Real Team out there. So we're thank proud you. of you. We love you, even though we don't tell you all the time because you're a little turd. But thank you. we're thankful for you. Thanks. Good job, man. Good job. <laughs> all right. So thanks for listening. Uh, Jamie, who's on the show next time? The one and only Anthony Toko. Don't Tickle. miss that episode. That'll be a really, really good. We podcast. should probably slap for like three hours because his laugh will take up a lot of the podcast. We're gonna have to tell him to stay away from the mic because it's gonna like do. Oh, it's gonna, you know, it's, it's gonna, gonna be wet. Yes. Oh, he was wet. at he was at the gym today. <laughs> Jessica's getting nervous. He was he was working at OP and yeah, dude, he was boiling. He gets. He was wearing it. a full full on. Sweatsuit. Yeah. Uh, he's like James Harrison from the Steelers. Like, dude wears long sleeves everywhere he goes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. We appreciate you. Thanks again, Evan. And we will see you in two weeks. Thanks, guys.